What's going on, Geeks? You're listening to episode 359 of the Geeks of Grace podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with Shelly Nolan. Hello. And LJ Lowry. Yo. This week, we're geeking out about the voice of Mario, Thor 5, uh, if it's a thing. And some TV show first looks. Uh, no puns this time. <laughs> That's fine. Usually, yeah. You can't have puns every time. I'm sure there'll probably be at least one pun throughout the podcast man i couldn't uh, even think of one to like come back with and i'm just like oh i got nothing yeah right i'm now. sure there was one there <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, like brain, <laughs> I'm like brain dead with puns right now yes it's been a very sleepy week uh, <laughs> it is um six degrees hotter in my house right now than what the thermostat's up to uh alexa oh. told me that it was going to be 109 degrees out today Oh my gosh. Yes, dude, it's yeah. been super hot here in Louisiana. Like It's been hot here too. We've had a we had a heat wave, but it was last week, so but heat wave uh, here is like ninety. Getting up to ninety. <laughs> but it's also really yeah, humid. It's like hundred and seventeen, I think, was what it felt like no. the It's been nope. humid. It's always humid here in Arkansas. Uh, it has not been the worst this week. Uh, there last week was it last week, I think. Uh, it was in the nineties. But it, the humidity made it feel like you were just like gross. Gross. It's terrible. Yep. Gross. Yeah. That's uh, what you get living in the south. Everything, yep. makes sense. everything else is good, but the weather is like, yeah. I know, and you can tell yes. that I'm from the north because I'm going camping next weekend, and like, I was thinking end of August. I was almost worried it was going to be too cold to camp at the end of August. Oh uh, no! I want to swim. Not because I thought it would be like too cold to camp, but I was too—I was worried it'd be too cold to swim. Uh, a swimming hole that we were on to go. Now to. you're just going to be and existing in the water. Yes, yeah. I plan to spend my entire time in that swimming hole. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they're like the the low will be 77 degrees, and then I looked at like the hourly, and it never actually gets to 77 degrees in the hourly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like maybe like so. later in the evening or in the morning, but yeah. Yeah, I'm hopeful. Uh, <laughs> it'll be fun regardless. But didn't realize I'll be we're going on a holiday weekend. Oh, Labor Day! Everyone will be camping. Yeah, it's like camping weekend. We're definitely taking a taking a a break on that on that Monday. Yes, we will not. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do seem particularly chatty. Let's get into what games we've been playing. Go ahead, LJ. Yeah, um, I have been playing. um, So we did talk about it last week. Um, I got the Red Dead port for Switch. After um, I was like, man, that price point. You know, I definitely took a gamble, but I was like, you know what? I'm a sucker anyway. Like, I'm, you know, like, I'll, I'll check it out. You know, like, I I do find Switch ports fascinating. Um, there are some that I've played that I'm just like, it's, it's surprising this is even on here. And yeah. I'm going to say, even though it's a high price point, Red Dead is a solid port. There's no, like super weird resolution issues or any like choppiness in the audio or the graphics or anything everything runs super smooth and i guess it is a it is i mean it is a game from like what 2010 2009 i think so it doesn't it shouldn't surprise me that i'm like oh this does run pretty well but there's just a lot of games out there um you know like even if they are switch ports there are minor issues or resolution stuff and 
Um, either that or like, especially if it's like an open world game. I know like Dragon's Dogma, the you know there's like you know characters in the villages that don't exactly process, or there's not as many around as there is in like a port on a main console game. But this, um, it just feels like they spared nothing in the in the port. Everything works as it should. Everything looks as it should. And uh, I gotta say, it's like if you—I I know it's—I know it's an asking price, but if you don't have like, I'm pretty sure you can get these for pretty inexpensive on Xbox right now. And those—I mean—and they've done work to like upres and stuff like that, which you know they—it it does look real pretty in, on Xbox. It's kind of like wow, like I don't remember this game looking this good. Um, but if you have no other way to play the first one. Um, I mean, there are is that PS4 port. I'm sure that's fine too. But um, if you're if you're willing to throw down that money, I I would recommend it. I definitely did, and I have no regrets. It's been fun chilling on the couch, completing missions and riding your riding the horses around and stuff like that. Uh, nice, cool. Yeah, super fun. And then um, the other game, I feel like I almost took a just as big of a gamble on this one, but um, the. Switch owners are eating or have been eating good this week because um, the game Bomb Rush Cyber Funk came out today. That's a mouthful, or not today, uh, a few days ago. Um, and it's basically a spiritual successor to Jet Grind or Jet Set Radio um, that was on the Sega Genesis. Super funky, like skating game where you like graffiti up the town and stuff and like avoid mm-hmm. the cops. Really good soundtrack back in the day. Really good style. A lot of people loved it. Um, this game is straight up, like, there have been other clones in the past, but this game feels like Jet Set Radio 3. Like, straight up, I could see this being part of that series, no problem. Um, they actually implement an interesting story, whereas, I guess, in the past Jet Set games, they didn't really, like, that wasn't the focus, but super fun. You can, you can skate around, you know, skate around on different, you get, like, roller skates, a bike, and a skateboard and stuff. Um... But it's super fun. There's actually boss fights, so like there is combat, like along with the skating and stuff like that. It's fun. It's a real good game, especially like for people who are into like music and just are into like that, you know, art style. It's it's super fun. Like I would recommend it for anybody that even probably hasn't played a, a Jet Set Radio game. It's super fun. That game, Sweet. I feel like for an indie game, the price is a little steep. It's like forty bucks, and I was like, dang, like okay. Mm. But then I looked gotcha. at a bunch of reviews. Like, I didn't need to buy another game. I just bought Red Dead. But I was like, oh, I'm looking at yeah. reviews. I really want to play this. And so I was like, whatever. I'm going to take a gamble on it, too. And I also have no regrets about this purchase. It was a, It's a super Good. fun game. I even I haven't done it yet because I still really like the music. But I even kind of got my own Spotify playlist going um, that I'm probably going to nice. use at some point. But yeah. it's got a really good variety of music, too. Like, there are just some funk, you know, some funky beat sounds, like, from, like, a, the funk genre. And a lot of different, like, you know, techno-style hip-hop kind of sounds, too. It's it's really... I think it even has one of the composers from the original Jet, Jet Set Radio games. So, um, that's a super fun game as well. So... Yeah, I been mean, feel like gaming has been pretty solid for me the last couple of days. What about y'all? Yeah, I haven't really done anything. I downloaded <laughs> Super uh, Super Snail because the internet's told me to. I had a friend at work actually tell me to. That's what I oh, what is? But I've I played it. I okay. feel like I've heard of it from weird ads. I heard yes, I, th- I might have seen <laughs> an ad or I might have seen something. 
the weirdest totally one that I got ad wise was uh, they're like, you want to play a Rick and Morty game that isn't really Rick and Morty? And I mm-hmm. was like, so this TikTok is about high on life. Oh, and yes. And like, Super Sale. And uh... I was like, but a Rick and Morty game that's not Rick and Morty already exists. Yep. And probably is higher quality than Super Snail. But a friend at work told me to check it out. So it's downloaded. I just got to play it. We'll see if I do. <laughs> um, have not touched Pokemon since I last lasted. Still playing Pokemon Sleep, though. Pretty huh. regularly. Cool. Yeah. I'm downloading I, the Super, Super Snail. <laughs> Super Snail? I'm curious now. I'm evolving it looks um, Pokemon now in Pokemon nice. Sleep. Which is incredibly difficult to do. Um, even pay to win. Like you can't. I thought there was like kind of a pay to win aspect because you can definitely buy stuff. Does that mean you're getting um, good this... sleep if you're evolving Pokemon? Uh, no. <laughs> it just means <laughs> I mean, I'm using the know. game frequently. Uh, okay. But like, so they have these. You level up Pokemon and you evolve them using rare candies. And mm. uh, the rare candies, you can buy them. Oh. But then they have a limited supply of rare candies that you can buy per month. So you still can't like pay your way through winning. Okay. You um, have to sleep. <laughs> yeah, you have to sleep. <laughs> it really wow. wants you to sleep. <laughs> and uh, so that part has been like, and it's really weird. So like, I've been playing for about a month now, I believe, and I uh, have evolved my Pikachu into a Raichu, and then a uh, Squirtle into a War Turtle. And I evolved my Squirtle to War Turtle using a lot of candies. They also get their own candies uh, to do so. And that took me about a month. And now he's at level 12 for, like, uh, reference. And they want me to get him to, like, level, I think, 50 before I turn him into a Blastoise. And I'm like, it's going to take me a year to get a Blastoise (laughs) to this game. Like, it's going to take so long. Yeah. Um... I read a thing that said the most difficult po- game Pokemon game they've ever made is Pokemon Sleep. Um, <laughs> technically, if you wanna you wanna catch them all, it's it's pretty hard to do. You gotta catch some Z's uh, to catch them all. Yeah, it has crashed on me twice, and uh, that is kind of infuriating. Oof! So when uh, you wake up, yeah, your sleep data is gone. It says you didn't sleep. You don't get the Pokemon, and you're spending the entire week kind of. So you have a Snorlax mm-hmm. and. You were trying to you sleep because that helps the Snorlax grow, and you feed yeah. the Snorlax, and that helps it grow. And the more that it grows, the more rare Pokemon you get by the end of the week. And so when it crashed, we're on like mm-hmm. it wasn't the very last day, but they were two days before the uh, game kind of resets and you get a new Snorlax. Mm-hmm. And so it felt like I had wasted most of that week, not and I wasn't able to get the rare Pokemon that I mm, you okay. know was hoping to get. Yeah, and that felt a little. I was like, oh, I might be done, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I'm still going. Um, I am not one to sit there and feed Snorlax three times a day, though. You're supposed to give him right. three meals. I'm not. It, it's not a Tamagotchi. I don't want to <laughs> feed my Snorlax three times a day. I have one. I'll talk about that later, though. <laughs> a Tamagotchi? Well, not a Tamagotchi, but basically a Tamagotchi. I have a Digimon virtual pet. Oh, nice. Yeah, like a, like a new one or an old one? Well, it's like a new release of the basically original so it's like that's so ish cool. it's 20th anniversary so uh-huh. they released they basically like re-released them um but they have more than they did back then i am old enough to have had like an old original one nice um when i was a kid i don't remember what happened to it 
but it probably died if they die. I don't really remember. <laughs> <laughs> that is cool that they re-released them. Yeah, yeah I'll super, talk about it a little bit later. It's legit. Probably. It's neat. Uh, that's all I've been playing. Uh, go ahead, Shelly. Um, so I had COVID this last week. <laughs> yeah, so I kind of was just stuck inside for... I mean, I'm still actually stuck inside until like tomorrow, which sucks. But I told myself I needed to actually get some progress on my backlog because this is like the time. I'm like stuck at home. I can't do anything else. So I actually started playing and beat two games. And they are shorter games. Nice. But I'm still proud of myself nonetheless. So Slay the Spire is one. And Slay the Spire, um, if you don't know, is a roguelike card like building game, um, deck building game, I think is the proper term, uh, which is super fun. It's it's funny because I didn't entirely understand like what I was buying. I just heard like everyone was like, oh my gosh, Slay Spire is so good, mm-hmm. especially for like roguelites. I'm like, cool, I like roguelites, so I will get it. Um, and I definitely mm-hmm. thought I got it. It's like, I've watched lots of videos of Inscription, but never played Inscription. It's just Inscription, but an actual game. Like it is just that. I know it came first. I know it came before Inscription, yeah. so don't, so don't don't call me out. But all I'm saying is that that's what the game is, which is awesome and very fun. Go do these crazy builds with these different characters. You originally just have one character, then um, you can just, you know, unlock new characters. And I actually thought the game was going to be a lot longer. And I think there is technically some sort of like true ending or there's some extra... Probably gotta like do multiple runs, kind of thing, like Hades. Exactly, or maybe you have to beat the game with all of the characters. I've beat the game mm-hmm. with all characters except the original one. The okay. first character you get, I just like cannot win. Um, and there's only three acts, and I thought there'd be way more. Like when I got to the third act okay. the first time, I'm like, okay, cool. Like there's probably at least like five, yeah. if not like ten acts. Like it probably goes on because I'm just used to games that just like just go on and on and on like roguelikes especially um but this game it it really doesn't it does just end in act three um unless again like maybe there's some act four that is like behind some locked behind some secret or something but i don't know about it um but that's okay with me uh it's super fun you you know are basically traveling along you can get new cards you can run to little events you get cards and money when you defeat enemies um there's Mm -hmm. a fun like just very simple it's very simple they barely explain anything to you but they don't need to like Mm. you just have these cards you just read what the cards say and then you have this energy system where you can only play so many cards a turn um or every card has a cost to it so you might take one energy cell or whatever or might take two or three or it might take zero so a lot of my builds Mm. tended to be a very very much taking advantage of zero energy cell cards and then i you can also get these things called um i don't think they're artifacts um there's basically like items you can get that uh affect you and, and help you out so it's like oh if you play this many cards per turn you do this much damage to everybody stuff like that so when you kind of work in conjunction with those items with your cards and like doing different builds and what's cool is that every character like can, you can do different builds with each with each character like there's one character that i really like that you could do like um very much emphasis on like discarding cards and getting more cards from that and using discards in a really cool way or there's like a poison mechanic um so that's cool is that like when you're going through one you could be like oh well even though i have these different characters each character still has like different directions I could go with so that's fun 
Really cool game. I tried, like, yesterday or the day before, I, like, really put in time to try to beat the game with the first character, and I just could not. I think it's because I rely way too much on cheese from the rest of the characters. (laughs) There's a lot of cheese. The other characters honestly feel kind of overpowered, whereas the first character just is, feels like normal. It's not that it's weak, it's that it's normal, and the other characters seem overpowered, so... Really, really fun, um, and I def- I think there's definitely, like, I mean, obviously every run's going to be different, so that's what's really cool about these roguelikes. Um, and I'm not really good at deck-building games in general, like, it's not really something I play, typically, uh, but I still have a lot of fun, and it's simple okay. enough that uh, I think anyone can play it, so definitely recommend that. And then I also played and beat Chicory, which has been on my list for a while, Chicory's because the really same- good. Yeah, same publisher is like it's like Finji, um, and they just publish a lot of games that I like. Um, I think like uh, Night in the Woods is another one that they've done. I think, I think they, they published Tunic it. as well. Yeah, yeah. which is also on my backlog. I do also own Tunic. I just haven't started it yet. Um, but anyway, I played Chicory, and that game's awesome. It's really cool. I played on Steam Deck, which I honestly think was perfect because they. Um, you could just use your finger to color in. <laughs> and I felt like I was, it, it feels like, I feel like I was a target audience because I love the concept of, of uh, and the idea of coloring in adult coloring books. But every time I actually sit down to do an adult coloring book and like try to, I get bored like really quickly. So I feel like this is that, but it turns it into something that's actually a game. So you don't just get bored right away. And it also has a lot of, like, little quests and little things that you're doing. You're helping people, right? And there's definitely, like, I might try to complete the game. Uh, I know it does, like, involve um, getting all these collectibles and, like, delivering all the mail. Um, There's just, like, random things that you help people with. Um, But just every single panel, every single, like, place that you go to is just black and white and ready to be basically filled in with your colors, which is very cool um and you can get different like brush techniques you can uh to make things look different you get different colors um every section i think has like its own color palette which i think is really really neat um so everything looks very aesthetic right um my gosh cat (laughs) i could not i had to mention so cute um and what's cool about this game too is because i kind of anticipated the like coloring in thing but what I didn't anticipate was how it's a really, it's a game that um, dives into mental health a lot in a really cool way, um, mm-hmm. in a very digestible, understandable way. It's kind of does a good job showing that hurt people hurt people, right? And that sometimes your deep, dark thoughts, you know, you can acknowledge them that they're, that they're bad, but they're still there. And you kind of have to deal with that. And you kind of have to figure out what that means and how it affects other people. So that's really cool. I think there was no, there's really no threat. Like there's boss battles, but you can't like die during these boss battles. Um, so there wasn't really much of like a threat there per se, but it's still like a really fun game. And I really like the story. Um, characters were very cool. Um, yeah. And it's not like a super long game either. So I might complete it just cause I think it's, I just think it's a really cool game. I think so it's really good. neat. I think and it's on more... PS Plus Extra. I think that's where I played it, and I was like, "Dang!" Nice. I, I had to stop myself, like, but I was like, "This game can't be that long." 
Yeah, no, it's not that long. Um, I don't remember how many hours it took me to beat, but not many. But yeah, I, I really liked it. Like, from the messaging to the actual gameplay, like, it's very... Um, it does kind of remind me of Zelda. You have, like, different... You come it's across different, Zelda. like, plants or different parts of the environment as you're like exploring, and you have to learn... Yeah, it's like you have to learn how to explore and use different, like, sometimes a plant will come up if you paint over it, but sometimes a plant will come up if you erase. Mm -hmm. And so you use, like, those mechanics um, and different other mechanics to explore the world. And I think that's, like, makes it cool and refreshing because you're not just coloring in a page for the heck of it. It's like you're trying to navigate. You're trying to, you have a goal, right? You're trying to, like, do something. And also you can... Wear fun outfits and hats and stuff, which mm -hmm. is always a dub in my book. So, oh, yeah. Also, somehow it does decorating better than Animal Crossing. <laughs> I'm just going to say that right now. Um, in a game that really doesn't need it, it just does it and it does it better than Animal Crossing. So, anyway. Okay. Or at least on the same level, which is embarrassing to Animal Crossing. But that's <laughs> why I've been playing. Yeah. That's it. Nice. We'll get into the gaming news then. Go ahead, OJ. All right. So we got some uh, fun news today. Um, um, some fun and also kind of like off-putting. We don't know where this is going to go. Um, I guess we'll start with that. Charles Martinet um, is apparently stepping down from voicing Mario and Luigi and all the other no. characters. And this Damn, is like, yeah. I haven't seen if he posted anything about it on Twitter. But I know this was like a statement from Nintendo on social media. It looks like a death announcement. Like a like yes. when they first posted it, it looks like they're like you know with unfortunate news <laughs> or, or like a, you know hey, whatever. This I'm game just is like being what delayed kind of thing. Like you know yeah. Like, you know, like hmm. um. So the, they say they're appointing him to what's called a Mario ambassador. Like, what does that even mean? Yeah, just a made-up title for him. It's like uh, when I they gave have Arnold. to wonder if that's part of the reason he didn't play in the movie as Mario. Yeah. If he was planning on retiring, they might have opened it up to him, and he'd be like, "Well, I'm going to retire next and year." So. And sure, maybe he did. You know, maybe he is retiring. Awesome! Like the dude is awesome. Like I'm, yeah, um, because he is getting old. But like, dang! I mean, yeah. Who knows I what just... this is all about? I just really hope it was consensual. I hope that it was, if anything, his decision rather than Nintendo. Mm -hmm. I, just, I just, I hate the idea of Nintendo saying, hey, you're really old and you need to retire now. Yeah. Um, I really hope that didn't happen. I yeah. really hope it is like a matter of they just are respectfully now trying to pass the torch and saying like, hey, yeah, like you deserve retirement. But mm -hmm. if he wants to still be involved, we got the Mario ambassador kind of thing, which is like fun. I just it's we can't know, right? We can't know the backs the the background. But I just hope the best for him because That's I want like, him to uh, be when happy. Netflix gave Arnold yeah. that like uh, action something, you know, like what was it we were talking about that? Like they gave him the title of like I forget what it was called, but it was like something about action, like somebody like it was like a oh, I don't remember the name of it, but it's just one of those things where it's like. It feels like it's more of a title made up for fun rather than, like, an actual Yeah, job. like, they want him to still be involved. Mm -hmm. um, so just, like, we're going to give you a special title, which, mm -hmm. cool. Like, I hope he's still getting money mm -hmm. <laughs> for and, that. And, yeah, I, and when I met him, like, when we met him at the con a few, like, a few weeks ago, like, dude was, like, I don't know. Like, to me, it's, like, dude can still switch into that. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't, maybe he's some 
I don't know, like, maybe, sure, maybe he, you know, his health or something, but, like, dude didn't yeah. have no problem doing that at the convention, it didn't, it seemed like, you know, like, dude was just switching them on and off, like, no problem, so that's what feels even weirder for me, I'm like, oh, I just met this guy, and he was still on point, like, you know, so, I don't know, hmm. so, yeah, I guess Hope we'll have to best. see. Yes, because yeah. now now the joke is being made like, oh, is Chris Pratt gonna voice Mario now or something like that? Like, no way! Uh, That's no, way too it. much money. Way yes. too much money. Yeah. Um. Who knows? Yeah. But, end of uh, an era. Yes, that's kind of the idea here. It's an end of an era. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll have to see what they actually do with that because. I think we got Mario, Super Mario Wonder coming out, and then the remake of Paper, or not Paper Mario, Super Mario RPG coming mm-hmm. out too, so. Who knows? Who knows what else, um, you know, he has under his belt before we actually hear somebody else's voice. I mean, I'm pretty sure he has a different voice already in Wonder. Ooh, that's a good point. I mean, people, at least I've been theorizing it, that doesn't really sound like Charles Martinet, but it could, mm. it may not be the case, but I also... It makes sense to announce that before Wonder even comes out because that's otherwise people are going to be like, what's going on? Yeah. So, that's a really knows. good point. Anyway, we'll, we'll move on. There's no easy transition from that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the, I think uh, this this was fun for, uh, for I think, especially a lot of us in the organization. Um, Don't Starve Together and Cult of the Lamb are getting a crossover. Um, this just seems perfect. Perfect, yeah. <laughs> yes. It's like, oh, we of some, course, we obvious. Don't starve, fans. Um, especially, it's been a game that's frequented our Twitch channel um, a lot. And then Cult of Lamb is a recent game that kind of sparked up conversation um, amongst the staff as well. A few of us got and played it. We talked about it on the podcast. And mm-hmm. um, the new content is, I guess, Cult of the Cult of the Lamb is getting some kind of like survivalish mode. I guess. Oh, some interesting. Kind of, yeah. Some kind of light. They explained that you'll actually have to like sleep and stuff like that. Like I don't, I forget what they called it. Um, but definitely some new content there. And then, um, don't starve is also getting some cult of the lamb stuff as well. So, um, if you're a fan of either of those games, like it, it blows my mind how long so don't cool. starve has been around, especially don't starve together. And it's yeah, no, no kidding. It's like yeah, it doesn't die. <laughs> it doesn't starve. Game yes. does not starve. <laughs> yes. Um, which games have released and died like oh, yeah. in that time since since that game has been out. So yeah, yeah uh, this is a fun crossover. It's got a fun trailer too, I believe. Um, so, and if anybody's interested in this kind of stuff, I know there is you know some themes we have talked about with Cult of the Lamb, but. Um, yeah, I, I just think it's super fun. I think there's a lot of us on, on the gaming department that were super stoked about this. So I did want to give it a shout out, and news is kind of gaming news was kind of light this week. So yeah, that's about it for gaming news. Cool. We'll get into the movies then. Uh, shall I let you go first? Sure. So we obviously watched Mute Mayhem a couple weeks ago at this point. Um, yes. And we're still very Team NT pills, and again, we were stuck inside for COVID reasons. <laughs> so we decided to finally watch Batman and the Teenage Mutant versus Teenage Mutant. Sorry, Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's kind of a mouthful, <laughs> and because it has like 
close to 100% on Rotten Tomatoes or something. Like, everyone says this movie's, like, amazing. So we finally watched it. And yeah, it's really good. It's, uh, it's just a perfect little combination of Batman and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and TMNT crew. They find themselves, uh, in Gotham and, uh, chasing down something, you know, Foot Clan related. And then, you know, Batman's also running into into Shredder and stuff. It's all very fun and very, the like, The interaction reasonable. between them is great. Their interaction's all very good. I really liked seeing Batgirl. I really liked seeing um, Damien Robin. Especially he's, like, still just a kid, right? And he's interacting <laughs> with these also kids, basically. Which was very fun. At first, he's, like, super aggressive towards them and just, like, you guys suck and I hate you and get out of here. But then he's kind of eventually, like, warms up to them, which is really cute. Um... And the integration of, like, all the really fun Batman villains was really cool, too. Because, like, TMNT has multiple villains, but, like, their big sort of standout villain really is Shredder. Um, And also, Mm -hmm. I liked Baxter Stockman was also in the movie as well. um, As a fly, of course. Yes. Um, So it's cool that they had, like, Shredder was basically, like, the main villain. But then they still had all these really fun DC villains. Like Joker's in it. Harley Quinn's in it. And they're like super fun. Um, and used really well. I think. So I I just I really liked all of it. It's just a good movie. It's not like you know mind melting. Mind blowing or anything like that. It's just like honestly a good. Like if you like Batman. If you like TMNT. You're gonna like this that, movie. It's just that like. That may it's, be one of the first DC animated movies you've watched I think. Yeah, it's true. I haven't watched many at all, but I, I trust them. Most, of, most of them are that way. Like they're actually they're really fun. You don't have to really put much thought into them, mm-hmm. and they're kind of you know. That's, watch that's Justice League War. True. That's that's true. It's It'll like we're so like forever. yeah, we like DC movies when they're animated. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was really fun, and obviously seeing just another sort of slightly different iteration of the. Turtles is always fun too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, really good. I liked it a lot. Uh, that's what we watched movie wise. Yeah. Sweet. LJ and I watched not together. That made it sound like we watched it together. Really <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> I wish. Together. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> uh, LJ, you you really liked it, right? Yes. Um, so it kind of spoke to me, especially from a heritage standpoint. Mm-hmm. Like I grew up in Southern California. Um, where the population is like, I forget, 75 to 80 something percent, um, you know, Latino. And so it is stereotypical and like, it's totally not offensive. Like the stereotypes are so on point. Like his, (laughs) his family is just so like, I relate to, there's just so much in that movie as far as like the culture I relate to, even if it is super like cheesy and like on the nose. Um... But, yeah, like, I mean, George Lopez, he gets cast in everything that's got, like, you know, it's got Latino heritage in it, but it's, like, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, He definitely plays, like, a crazy kind of uncle. Like, you know, every Mexican family's got that uncle that's kind of... Possibly his best role (laughs) Got a few screws loose. Um, Yeah, no, he did really good. You're saying he was better than this than he was as Mr. Electric and Sharkboy and Lava Girl? That's crazy talk. (laughs) I'm not even... You're insane. You're crazy if you think that. So, like... I think when I think of him, I think of that. And yeah. I think of really cheesy roles. And I mean, he's cheesy in this too, but it like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just the costuming they did, but I was able to like 
remove myself from him being George Lopez. They're like, oh, yes. you're a person. Yes. He, he's great. He's <laughs> yeah. the crazy uncle of the family. Um, yeah, it's he's really good. And then the grandma is just like, oh. Um, but yeah, no, the family. I, but even aside from the personal kind of takeaways, um, I thought it was a fun movie. Um, they, um, I think we talked about this before, but like you were saying, they kind of did went by a checklist, and I think it was solid. Um, it's mm-hmm. fun. The suit was like super comic accurate, which I was like, "Oh, awesome!" Like that that mm-hmm. made me happy. We we saw set photos. Um, well, one thing I I saw an article about, which I still geeked out, but there was an article that was talking about how you know a lot of the combat scenes were influenced by Injustice Two. And Final Fantasy, which I figured the Final Fantasy thing was going to happen because we see that part in the trailer where he's got the sword. Right. But it is this... a literal pose, just straight out of mm-hmm. Injustice, which is cool. And he literally does finally, like straight up like Omni Slash style. I mean, I guess I mean that's not really a spoiler to say, but we we knew it was coming with that trailer. But just the whole choreography of everything, um, he literally does Blue Beetle's finishing move in Injustice. Um, yes. Yo, <laughs> so, so me, me, so me. Every time a fight scene was coming up, I'd do the Leo meme and be like, "There it is." <laughs> yeah, like, oh, but like they did it down to the camera angle and everything because I like I knew what it was when I saw it, but I literally mm-hmm. went home and played a few rounds of Injustice Two, and I'm like, "Yep." <laughs> yeah, well, that's <laughs> so, not really spoiling. If you haven't played that game, you wouldn't even know that that. Was but I mean, happening. like, just the combat. Like, I mean, just you know, yeah. like, and I'm not spoiling story points or anything, but just. I knowing the source material of where that choreography came from, like, um, I think even the director's name was Blue Beetle in Injustice or something like that, or something like that. Like, I don't know if you just said that because, like, oh yeah, I'm doing the movie now. Yeah. But, I mean, clearly they there was influence there, and it just made me happy to actually see that. Um, it definitely feels like a movie that was made with good intentions. Um, didn't seem like there was anything they had to do because they were told to do it. Um, it was fun. Um, yeah, so that's where I'm at with it. I, I'll get into the negatives a bit, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, I yeah. think that it's possibly one of the best DC movies. It's not like amazing, super, it's not like super amazing 10 out of 10 movie, but it's really fun. As long as it's yeah. fun and kind of gets the mm-hmm. job done. Yes. James Gunn's Suicide Squad, uh, is pretty good. I mean, that's hard to beat, but it's very much like a James Gunn movie and not a DC it's movie. really good. Um, yes, yes. Yeah. And so comparing it to that's almost not fair, but I yeah. would say besides that, um, probably the best DC movie um, that we've seen since mm-hmm. The Man of Steel. Um, wow. I also... What about Wonder Woman? A lot of Didn't don't... that come out before? Huh? Between? Wonder Did Woman? not? Oh, yeah. Wonder, yeah. Wonder Woman came yeah. out. Wonder Woman was good. I would say Blue Beetle's better than Wonder Woman. Ooh. Okay. That's All right, yeah. let's go. Let's go. I to say that. Ooh, okay, <laughs> I got to rewatch Wonder Woman now because I thought that was pretty yeah. good. Wonder, wow. and I'm not saying Wonder Woman's bad. I'm just saying uh, wow. okay. this is really good. Yeah, Wonder Woman's great too. Got, got a very cheesy ending. Blu-ray Wonder I've Woman never does. watched, but yeah, for Wonder Woman, so yeah. Wonder Woman kind of falls flat in the end of the movie. Like it's really good, and then you get to the end, and you're kind of like, All right. mm-hmm. I could see, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, uh, that is, I, I really, really enjoyed it. And like, you were talking about that checklist. It really felt like they kind of watched every Marvel movie ever made, and then they made a checklist of what they needed to make they a movie. Did, and they then... did some Marvel movie staples, which I was like, I wasn't mad at. Like, I was like, okay. Yeah. They definitely play it safe. Yes. Uh, they didn't take a lot of risks, even in, like, the Latin stuff, uh, the Latin American stuff. Mm-hmm. One thing that was really interesting for me, so, like, a lot of people don't know this, but I grew up in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, mm. I've been all over the place. Okay. Um, very centralized, like South Dakota, Omaha, Nebraska, 
Denver, Colorado, mm-hmm. and now mm-hmm. Portsmouth, Arkansas. Um, and uh, so I grew up in uh, it's called South O, South Omaha in general, and I don't know if it still is, but when I was growing up, it was very segregated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so South Omaha was very Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the billboards were in Spanish. The candy that I ate was uh, like Mexican candy. Oh, I um, love Mexican candy so much. Yes, Rolleritos. I'm still saying that name wrong. But they were like the little peanut shaped things. They were chili powder flavored. Yes. And those then are so inside good. were a gooey chili powder. And yes, So and, good. And the suckers with the chili powder. Oh my gosh. Yes. Uh-huh. Super good. Oh wow. Yeah. The ones the suckers were a little too much for me usually. Um but they had they were the reverse. It was this little mango hard candy. Yes. And ma- it had a yeah. hole in it and the chili powder was in the middle and it would seep out. Yep. So I anyways. Those too. Um <laughs> so even though I'm not Latin American myself, um, a lot of my friends were and i'm very familiar with like that culture that's awesome um and so i really really appreciated most of it what you almost seemed you, you talked about like it not being um the stereotypes and stuff not being like uh, offensive the one thing that i thought was offensive was pin was it pan oh what's the name of the city panmara the name of the city yeah pan panmara i forgot what it was but yes uh, and I palmera think- palmera palmera yeah. city uh, it's this really cool concept, and I really wish that we would have gotten to see more of it. Uh, and instead, like, it's super cool. It's this Miami s sci-fi like cyberpunk world uh, that they've made. I'm completely, yep. it's not from the comics. They made up the city, uh, and it's a lot of fun. And I oh, think see, that I didn't even know exp- that. I thought it was a comic thing. Uh, as far as I know, it's not in the comics. He's from El Paso, Texas. Okay. Um, Interesting. From Interesting. Quick things that I've yeah. Okay. Don't, no, I, b- I believe. I could it. be wrong. <laughs> I'm not a comic book connoisseur. No, no, I believe it. Um, I mean, that sounds. But yeah. it's this really cool city that they made, and instead of making the city something that they explore and like have a lot of fun with, uh, it very much felt like they were like, we need to make a Hispanic city, so we're gonna make Miami, and uh, and we live here, and the rich people live there, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was just very like, like they built a city to be stereotypical mm-hmm. instead of like really fleshing that city out. Uh, yeah, like we need a Miami and we don't want to use Miami so we're going to yeah okay I see that mm. now because so like, even, it was the one thing and that's not like El Paso that's already such a you know you know Latino heavy yeah. culture and even like Southern California you know like so it's just maybe and with I, El Paso you wouldn't like I wouldn't I wouldn't want to explore that city I wouldn't care right, like, right. okay that's cool or even Miami I would be like that's fine you're in Miami and that's cool yeah um, they maybe felt they needed to show some kind of extra adversity or something or extra like, I yeah know. I just and it can be it can be fixed I mean they can make a sequel yeah. and they can really explore what that city is mm-hmm. if they wanted to um I just thought like you you had this really cool opportunity to um build out a really neat city and instead yeah. you just kind of use it as a plot device for saying oh hey remember that we're latin american and it's like got it <laughs> yeah um, latin american and they took over the city with their big tech and big corporation yeah i was like we, we established yeah. you know yep. um that was the only piece that was really kind of like that's true i, I mean I that's a very good point. Me. uh the rest of it was really the other thing too um mm-hmm. and i understand from a storytelling point that it was kind of would be kind of hard to do so anyways but all of the video game references were at the end of the movie, and nothing at the beginning of the movie, like yeah. explains, like makes you think that he's any kind of gamer. Yeah. Uh, but he's clearly a gamer by the end of the the movie. Uh, yeah. It's so good, and it like it's just little things like that that I'm like I really wish you would have fleshed that out more. Um, uh-huh. But 
that's just i mean stuff that they can flesh out and have the opportunity to do so in the future um i don't think it ruins the movie by any means it was a lot of fun i don't think it's going to be it's definitely not game changing it's not um going to revolutionize superhero movies by any point and if you have superhero fatigue um you're gonna like this is gonna like attribute to that um like it's not gonna fix anything (laughs) yeah if you want a a fun superhero movie that comes kind of back down to basics um this is a really good one to to do that with um it's even not to give too much away but the villain is just like another i I mean it's like venom or hulk or the original iron i didn't i didn't want to say that but yes that is a marvel staple that i'm like okay i'm glad y'all went there i'm glad y'all took those notes the villain is another (laughs) version of the hero that uh, is bigger and badder and better. Yep. Uh, which I think is <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> that is pretty funny. Yeah, and I'm, I'm okay yeah. with that because it's totally like, oh yeah, that's par for the course. Mm-hmm. They even they introduce some really cheesy points and then like explain those cheesy points really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to give anything away, but like that was really cool that they were like, it's got to be cheesy. We understand, so we'll joke about it, and you're just gonna have to live with it. It's like, yes. okay, I'm along yes. for this ride. It's all good. Yep. Um, nice. <laughs> it's it's fun. I definitely think it's worth a watch. Oh, yeah. Um, I hope, because it's not doing well in the box office, even though the reviews are amazing, uh, that James Gunn lets this, it slide. And this we'll past see more weekend, of. I think, is was a bad time, too. Everybody's going back to school. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people are getting back into their what's about to be the fall routine. Mm-hmm. And I think just, it's in a, like, even, I know the two aren't even like related but like even work is slow right now because it feels like oh yeah people mm-hmm. are doing stuff again they're getting back on their schedules again um and people have already gone Zolo, to see yeah yeah Zola does amazing um is that how you Heck say yeah. his name Zolo? I think it's yeah I, I believe I so. so um he's got his own I will he grab put out a single too. his character is very similar to Miguel in yeah. uh um uh, almost to where it's like are you like he's is he getting typecasted? Bit. I hope. Yeah, typecasted a little bit. I'm like, do some, do some acting outside of your character. I mean, it literally almost feels come, at times that Miguel just got like superpowers. Yeah, maybe, yeah, um, maybe a little. That'd be pretty neat. Older, like, yeah. I support that. You know, you know, Cobra Kai is insane enough. They would just do that. Guess what, yeah, guys? Yeah. He has superpowers now. Whoa. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> I would just yeah, not yeah, be like, I'm yeah, sure, like, okay. Enough so that I waited for him to like do some kind of karate move they and be like, "Yeah, I took karate classes Kai last year." Games, so it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was just waiting for some kind of Cobra Kai reference. I'm glad they did because uh, it would have totally taken me out of it. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, he does he does really good job at what he's doing, and that's mm-hmm. basically what he did in Cobra Kai. But um, he's able to make you feel emotion. So, uh, that's what you know a good actor does. I, I will say this. And I forgot about it until after I saw the movie. But I forgot that this was supposed to be a, H- a Max thing. Like, it was supposed to be on HBO I know. Max. Could you imagine? Really? It's so much better than it. Yes. I'm like, that, that was a totally theater-worthy movie. Like, I was like, I'm so glad yes. they decided to do that. I wonder if the CGI would have been not as good. Oh, yeah. Hmm. If I they, don't know. I mean, I don't know how much more time they spent on this after deciding that. But True. Um... Uh, yeah, no, it looked really good. It, the writing was good. Like, it did not feel like a TV move by any means. Yeah, huh. Well, good stuff. Uh, you have anything else to add, LJ? No, that's it. Like, I've, yeah, I've said everything I can about it. it. It was good. Yes. 
go watch it. Uh, we'll get into the movie news then. Uh, go ahead, yeah. Shelly. Um, not a ton of movies. Yeah, not a ton of news this week, which is totally fine. I mean, we anticipate this with the strikes and all. But uh, one thing that you can do is uh, for Cinema Day, which is this upcoming Sunday, I believe, if you want to go see a movie, um, you should totally do it that day because a lot of theaters are going to be doing $4 movie tickets. Um, again, just as for Cinema Day, just as a celebratory thing. I'm pretty sure they did it last year. They might have even done it the year before. Um, mm. I'm trying to remember, but... They leased it last year. Um, and I just think that's really neat. I even think they're going to be providing $4 tickets for some of the more specialty store releases, like IMAX, for example. Um, so definitely take advantage of that. Uh, it might be a good time for me to see Oppenheimer, for example, because I still haven't seen Oppenheimer. Go definitely see TMNT. I think if you're on the fence about it, it's well worth $4. Like, it's worth more than $4, in my opinion. But if you're on the fence... Like, and you just want to watch a fun movie, TMNT is a really, really good option to just have a good time at the theaters. Um, or Barbie, even. I mean, if you haven't seen Barbie yet, so there's a lot of good movies out right now, and there may not be yeah, a lot of good I'm movies out. Take a look and see if my theater is doing this. Yeah, um, definitely look at your local theater. Um, hopefully, they'll make it clear whether or not that's something that they're supporting, mm -hmm. but definitely something to take advantage of. Again, um, I don't really know. It's crazy how with, like, COVID, theaters were all in question, and now theaters are still in question, but for an entirely different reason, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> These strikes mm -hmm. are making things a little bit interesting, so we want to support our local theaters. We want to support our local cinema. Was out right now, too. Like, if there's a movie ah, that you're yeah. kind of curious about, then, like, that $4 is perfect. Exactly, that's true. I was uh, probably going to see that eventually, so that might be a good option as well. Um, but yeah, nothing more to really say about that other than just... Be aware of it um, and take advantage of it if you are yeah. free on Sunday. Ooh, Besides that, they are doing Cinema Day. My theater right here is doing Cinema Day. Sorry. Heck yeah, let's go. Um, <laughs> there's a couple theaters near me. I need to check and see which ones might be supporting it. I really hope they are. Um, but anyway, definitely look into it. It's very, very cool. We'd love to see it. Uh, besides that, we also have um, not so much news rather than sort of a topic of discussion. So Taikawati was... Um, sort of interviewed and talked about potentials for Thor 5, not in the sense of Thor 5 is happening and here are my plans for it, rather kind of like almost in a way of like, if they asked me to do another Thor movie, here's the direction I might go in. So like very much not concrete, but just some things he talked about. Um, he mentioned wanting to have basically a stronger villain than Hela, who's also like, I mean, pretty busted. <laughs> I mean, she was pretty freaking strong. Um, mm -hmm. And on top of that, also kind of wanted to go more the mythology route of just weird, wacky things that happen in actual Norse mythology, kind of exploring that a little bit as, you know, mm -hmm. even if that just means fighting like crazy monsters or aliens or whatever, which, I mean, definitely checks out with his style. Um, but, I mean, obviously we don't really know if Thor 5 is going to be happening, because I also know Chris Hemsworth is feeling kind of done with the character a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, Love and Thunder, as honestly kind of a bad movie it was, it did set up, you know, like there's stuff yeah. that could happen after that. And um, I think it's could... hilarious that Taika definitely like ignored Love and Thunder, even in his comments. <laughs> he it's did. Like, even he wants to forget that movie. <laughs> well, I like, know. They, they were both like, wait, Thor will return? We didn't know about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is kind of funny because they're like, there was even references to 
North North Norse mythology. Oh my gosh, I can't speak in stuff in that movie too. Like, and there was a arguably stronger villain, I would say, in that movie as well. So it is a little yeah. bit funny. He kind of was just like, ah, well, we need a you know, yeah. strong villain. I'm just like, well, you gotta can't ignore that love and thunder happened. Um, yeah. just like we can't forget that Thor two happened. We remember that happened, and we just need to like, <laughs> um. Yeah, don't don't ignore it. Fix it. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, like the way it ended, I wasn't necessarily upset with. It's it's a fine ending for me actually, and I think it can set up to something really cool in the future. So yeah. if they even just do that, I mean, that'd be no, really no, cool. No. I don't necessarily want to spoil it for anyone who's still maybe interested in watching, but I'm mm. sure you know what I mean when I say that it's pretty obvious from that standpoint what another movie might feature. Um, yeah. And I think that'd I be really the cool. 80s hair metal stuff, but I think mm-hmm. digging into the Viking stuff would be really cool. And maybe that's just because I'm like really into that kind of stuff. Cody and Vikings, but, huh? Who that's knew? crazy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I just think that would be so cool to get like get a real like Viking epic with Thor, um, and turn it into this like big, you know. Yeah, I think Arthurian of, battle what was it, stuff. like, the first couple movies when you'd see him in other realms, like, fighting, you know, with, like, you know... Yeah, like, the Frost and Giants and yeah. stuff. Yeah, like, we need, yeah, we can get some more of that. That was, you know, that was kind of the neat little side part of everything. I don't know yeah. if it'd be too simple for uh, Marvel nowadays, but it would be kind of, like, it would make sense to me if someone came for Asgard, and Asgard's now on Earth, and so he's got to be the protector of Earth, because... Mm-hmm. Uh, something's coming over after asgard but they're going to destroy the entire earth because they're more powerful than uh hella yeah uh, and so you could have i mean there's so many villains that he gore the god, that gore the god butcher should have been so much better not that he was bad but like that was the movie the was bad <laughs> yeah it yeah. really leaned into like the 80s like hair band stuff which mm-hmm. isn't really thor um yeah. like he's got long hair so you think that like that's where you need to go with that, but yeah, in like Love and Thunder was a rom com. Can we not make Thor five like a family movie? Yes, like <laughs> I think that's what we need. I think that's what's leading up to, and yes. I actually would really enjoy that. But I don't know um, the way Taiko T is talking about it. Kind of makes me, I don't know, a little bit worried. Of course, they could just do Thor five, and it could not be Taiko Watiti. It could just be somebody else. Entirely. That would be better. It could be a totally other director, which might be for the best mm. at this point. So it's a uh, feels my 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 heart and soul feels very hollow talking about future MCU just because I care so little now, even. <laughs> but you can make uh, deep, deep cut and get Liam Hemsworth instead of Chris Hemsworth. That would be so silly. I do think the it'd be really thing. funny if he was in the movie, though. If he was just some random guy, like. <laughs> some character or the villain or something that'd be really funny <laughs> mm-hmm. um i don't really have much more to say about that though yeah oh. or we will get into uh tv shows we've been watching then uh speaking of vikings not really it's it's not really vikings it's just more yep. medieval stuff i watched the first episode of the winter king um Ooh, ign confused me i don't I don't know if I'm doing something wrong and there's five episodes out or IGN just was allowed to review five episodes and only one of them is out right now. Mm. But I watched be. one episode of The Winter King, which is a retelling of King Arthur. Not that, that hasn't been done before. Uh-huh. Uh, it's on... What is it on? It's on MGM Plus. 
Oh, that's that weird network that uh, I think Epix was, right? That could be. Uh, It's uh, you can get it on Amazon Prime, which is what I did. Uh, The big draw actually wasn't that it's a medieval thing. I mean, that was cool to me uh, to begin with. But uh, I'm gonna say his name wrong. Lane Day K Stecker is King Arthur. King Uther. What was Um, that actor in? He was. He is Fitzsimmons in Agents of Shield. Oh, okay. And I know you probably hear that show, and you're like, "All right, so why no. would that be a draw to watch a show?" I mean, I've seen Agents of Shield enough to where I like that actor. His acting is impeccable. Uh, like I don't understand why he gets put on. Like he's not given a lot of like really big good roles. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a scene in Agents of Shield where. Gemma, uh, big spoilers for the show, but um, it's an old show that no one cares about. Uh, <laughs> Gemma gets um, absorbed by this rock, uh, and so he's like trying to get her back. He was studying it, and she gets kind of like sucked in, and uh, that wasn't the plan. And so he's like beating on this rock and like screaming, "Give her back!" And it's mm. like actual goosebumps and chills, and so believable. Uh, and like that sold me on him I was like he needs an award for just that scene alone yeah uh, and so then this show opens with just like him reacting to something and uh his reaction uh is so like detailed and like you get the chills he's really good at despair I guess um mm-hmm. but like it, it makes you really like it's just He's really able to pull out emotion um, in a way that no other actor that I know of can really. And in Agents of Shield, he was kind of mostly like a carefree, positive character too. So when you do see him do that stuff in like Agents of Shield, Agents of Shield, you're like, oh, dang, yeah. things are getting real. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that could, yeah, maybe that was part of it. Uh, the rest of this cast, I don't uh, really know a lot of them. You'll, you'll see some of them in their their familiar names, uh, familiar faces. I don't know about names for me. Mm. Um. Oh, Uther. So he is Arthur. Uther is the father. Okay. Uther Pendragon. Okay. I don't know my Arthurian lore very well. Um, it's played by Eddie Marson. Um, and then Merlin is played by Nathaniel Martella White. Um, who I don't know the name, but I've definitely seen him in some stuff. Uh, the cast is pretty diverse, and it works really well, which is cool. Nice. Um, Sweet. Yeah. I there's a lot of like the other King Arthur thing on Netflix. I can't remember what it was called. The uh, Lady of the Lake one. The cheap. The really bad yeah. one. The really yeah. bad one. Oh my gosh. The really bad one. That was so funny. <laughs> um, there's a lot of those shows that they, they try to be diverse in a way that is just kind of like, like it doesn't make sense, and so then they go it's fantasy, so then it's okay, and like, um, I don't know. There's a really weird racial dialogue with like medieval films and um, yeah. And how race should like play out and um i think that like it doesn't feel weird in this one it doesn't feel weird in game of thrones um there's just some shows where it just kind of seems like they're shoehorning it in and trying to like um i don't know just doing it just to do it and not for the point of like storytelling and things sure uh, yeah that makes sense yeah i don't know really how to really put that well but hopefully that that worked that makes sense to everyone else um so really enjoying it so far, but it's only one episode in. Uh, we'll see if the other 
four episodes are good. I don't know if it's a five-episode season or what IGN was doing, but they gave it a seven. Uh, okay. And said it was pretty decent. Uh, it's very grounded, too. That should probably be said. So it's King Arthur. It is rated M for Mature, I believe. Or MA? TV MA? Hmm. Um, I actually didn't see any nudity, but it has to be huh. rated MA. Um, and it's like, there's not a lot of fantasy going on. Merlin is there, and he definitely is like getting visions and things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's more like, he was talking about how important it was to keep like the pagan religion alive so he's more pagan than he is like a magical wizard uh, hmm. so trying to keep it grounded kind of that that way it was really yeah. interesting yeah. Uh, also it's based off of a book that's cool uh, never heard of winter king before but. mj plus you can get the first episode free don't do what i did first episode is free on amazon so watch that episode wait for the other episodes to come out and then get your seven day free trial don't get your seven day free trial and then realize that uh, you've wasted probably your trial because in a week that our episodes will come out. Rip. Yep, it happens. Uh, <laughs> LJ, what have you been watching? Yeah, um, I've been debating on whether I want to talk about this show on here or not because <laughs> it's very uh, TVMA. But it's also I think it's okay. heavily, heavily, it's a heavy <laughs> commentary on i'm not gonna say religion or you know our beliefs and stuff but it's very much a commentary on like mega churches and mega church pastors and the whole culture of it all um mm-hmm. i do think there is some stuff that i go okay yeah that's pretty funny or yeah i could definitely you know like see that like it's about a corrupt family of basically preachers who run um, basically a big old church a big old network of churches they're like very much like Joel Ost- Osteen kind of like level mega church kind of stuff right mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm only a few episodes in there's apparently three seasons of it um, I've not seen much of him but Walton Goggins plays this character his name is Uncle Baby Billy and that dude is like oh, that character is funny um, he's, he's a real good character I like Walton Goggins in almost anything that dude is in. Like he's <laughs> he's a super good actor. Um but uh there's like stuff where like apparently one of their church plants is like in in a mall like where an old Sears used to be or something. Like so it's there's just a bunch of like I don't know jokes about it being in the mall and stuff like that. Um so uh, the like I guess the plot of the first season is that um, and Danny McBride is in it too. Like I like Danny McBride as an actor. Like that dude's been in a bunch of stuff. A bunch of um, rated R comedies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, like, I this isn't a show. I would, I would definitely, I would definitely not recommend it to a lot of people. But I think if you can understand some of the commentary and some of the kind of fun it's poking at at the culture, mm-hmm. um, I think you you can get some enjoyment out of it and be like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. You know, um, they have gone out and said we're not trying to like. We're not trying to offend, you know, religion. We're not trying to offend, like, believers. We're not trying to, like, make fun of God or Jesus and all this stuff. Like, we're not absolutely trying to do that. We're making fun. We're, you know, we're, pl- we're playing with the culture. You know, like, they've, mm-hmm. apparently they've actually gone out and said that. And I believe That's it is right. it is well written because of that. Um, just the, in the episodes I've watched, it has been, 
it's a really well written show. Um, so I would definitely like. I cannot recommend this. To, there's probably a lot of people listening to this podcast that I probably wouldn't recommend it to. But um, what's it called? I mean, there's definitely a line it's between. Called, oh, righteous okay. gemstones. If okay. I didn't say it already. Okay. But the family is named. Their name is Gemstone. Um, the the gemstones. Ah. Um, there's definitely a line between like yes Christianity in the church and then um, yes you know yes. the American like evangelical like mega church culture mm-hmm. that there is mm-hmm. um, yeah because there's almost this like it's kind of funny because it almost like there's the part where these pastors were like head pastor um, Eli Gemstone played by John Goodman who's also really good at this. I think he's really good in this too um, where they invite these pastors to come talk to him and it's almost like and then one of the sons who are all pastors they're like walking them to you know like the sanctuary or whatever it is you know where like nobody's there and everything and so it's almost like a mob like they're having a meeting with like a mob boss because then it becomes about this conversation about like territory and moving in on our territory and it's like you know our church has like this many members or whatever you know like in in our small town so like and then so he's like well he's like they could be my my members or whatever you know stuff like this and it's (laughs) like they're legit trying to take over like parts of this town and it's just like oof like it's it feels scummy to be like oh right. wow this feels like that's a mob that, yeah that's like this feels like a mob exists. boss meeting like you know but it's yeah. also like oh like what are you know it almost feels like why like they shouldn't even be making this show like or like what are we doing as a people for them to be making this show you know like because it's it's just kind of crazy like it's 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 good though i i enjoy what i'm watching so far it's there is it definitely opens up for a conversation too uh mm-hmm. like on a podcast like this yes uh, where we can say you know that and, and that's um, why i'm talking about it like yeah yeah like that allows us there's, there's a conversation there that if we just didn't talk about it then yes the conception would be uh oh that's what the church is like that is what the <laughs> church is um whereas okay. getting to talk about it on uh you know the geeks of grace podcast we can mm-hmm. kind of say that we can you know we can be the ones that go that's not really where the church is we know mm. that that's out there and that exists uh, that's not who we are right um, right right and so like something like that is dark and is uh yes. um, evil as it can conceive is actually kind of a benefit to us uh, as a church so that we can mm-hmm. shed a light on it and say yeah yep. no that's uh, that exists and that's not us yep. um, mm-hmm. we also exist and this is what we are about yes yes um which if you're listening to this podcast and you uh, don't know what we're about, uh, you can go and find all sorts of information on, um, you know, what we do and who we are, uh, what it is what, that we are about. Uh, so, yeah, I think that that's good in that yeah. in that sense. Yeah, and I'll say this: being because you know I worked at a church and I understand, like I kind of was close to some of the politics of it all. Not saying my church did any of this stuff that's in the show because they absolutely right. didn't. Yeah, but I'm just like the first episode was honestly it was kind of hard for me to get through because of that. Like I'm just like this mm-hmm. is still kind of close to home. Like I know it's an exaggeration. I know it's mm-hmm. being silly to be silly, but like yeah, like that's and so like yes, like I'll, I'll kind of finish with that. Like it did take me some time to really like want to watch more. Um, once I did get through that first episode, so 
even if you don't watch it, like, it's genuinely, like, it might be worth, like, looking up and just researching and just, like, I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, I just, I do think it's a fascinating piece of work because of how well written it is, but I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. No, it's awesome. What have you been watching, Shelly? Um, so, as I've said many times, I was stuck with COVID. Um, so mm-hmm. instead of watching more Mob Psycho 100, which we kind of need to, like, pay attention to and have energy to kind of consume and pay attention to, uh, we decided to, we kind of made the system where we'll set up, where we're both playing video games in the living room, but then we have a screen that is just running The Office. So we watched <laughs> so much of The Office, That's which funny. was kind of fun. Uh, I mean, it was very fun. Although COVID's not fun, so um, it's very brain dead because I've seen most of The Office, but I've never actually watched it like all the way through. We started episode one, season two, and I think we're on season like five at this point. <laughs> We've just had it on basically all day, a lot of the days, um, and it's just perfect because again, like I've seen most of the episodes, but I haven't really necessarily seen them in order. Um, same as my mm. husband, right? He hasn't really seen a lot of them in order, so. That was really cool. And um, I don't know if we're going to necessarily keep watching it, but we do have the entire show. Like, we got it on DVD. So we can. And um, I never actually watched the last, like, two seasons. I think eight and nine. At least nine I have not seen, like, any episodes from. So eventually I'll want to watch through the rest of it. I just don't know if we will continue that. But it was very good COVID show. Um, mm-hmm. Just kind of perfect. Like, just kind of brain dead. Just entertaining enough. And, I mean, I've watched a lot of it before, so I didn't really need to pay attention. But, yeah. So much of The Office. Um, and then besides that, we also are still watching My Adventures of Superman. The latest episode is a two-parter. So, I'm like, oh, I need to see the second mm-hmm. part. Because they released the first part. And, obviously, the next part is going to be next week. So, I'm pretty excited for that. It's just, a, again, it's just a good show. It's so simple. Um, I think, literally, just the fact that they have actual character development is yes. like crazy and so it's like why is that such a low bar now to just have basic character oh, yeah. development i think i'm just so <laughs> disappointed with so many shows that i've been watching that have really botched character development no character development or you know just it's just not very good for some reason for one mm. way or another so i just like how like simple this is and and easy to digest right they're just like oh mm. we learned this lesson and they in future episodes, it's like they have still learned that lesson. They don't have to relearn that lesson over and over and over. It's like, cool, we're good now. Like, so, and finally things are starting to get a little bit, not, I don't think intense is necessarily the right word, but like serious and also not very serious, but serious enough for the show where it's like things are starting to happen, I guess is the way to phrase it. Things are finally starting to happen. Um, and I'm curious to see if it's going to end in, like, a season finale kind of situation or mm-hmm. what. Like, I have no clue kind of, like, where it's going in that way. But I'm just going to, you know, stay along for the ride. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a fun show. That's all. Just we, we call it our Saturday morning cartoon every Saturday morning because they come out Friday on streaming services. So <laughs> yeah. every Saturday we'll be like, oh, we need to watch Superman. I actually missed this past weekend. I'm probably going to go watch it when we get done just because, like, I totally... Like it slipped my oh, mind yeah. when it was out. Yeah, you should. It's um, still good. It's I, just yeah. it's still good. It's really good. I, I did watch the previous week I talked about it when you weren't here. Mm, I thought gotcha. it was like the one um, where they kind of did some kind of crazy like multiversal kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I thought that was like one of the weaker episodes, but it was still a really good episode. And I'm like, it's still like for me to even say that about that show for the first time was like weird. I know. It was still I, a good episode. The way they use that was so different. It's like, yes, when it comes to multiverse things, uh, I feel like it's everywhere right now, mm-hmm. for better or for worse. And so yeah, I actually like thought how like the way they do Rick and Morty stuff, like, mm-hmm. it, which I thought was interesting. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I liked how they use it because it felt very different than how multiverse things happen. Usually a lot of multiverse things happen. It's like super duper fan service. It's like super like that is the plot. This was not the plot. It simply wasn't. It just there was a plot and it happened to be part of the plot. Like it affected the plot, but it wasn't the plot in itself, which again, maybe that's a low bar for me. But I was happy to see that, where I'm like, cool, it's like a tool, it's a device that they're using to help with the plot, and again, character development, etc., but it's not literally the plot in itself, so... Right, like, it was almost filler without being filler. Like, Mm -hmm. it was, like, the most filler-like episode I think we've had, and that was okay, too. I would agree. Yeah, and, uh, I think, uh, but even then, it still forced a lot of character development, especially Mm -hmm. with Lois. It still did, yes. With, uh, Lois, sorry, with Lois Lane. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought that was actually really funny. Oh, yeah. Really good, but, um... Yeah, definitely. Maybe a little bit weaker, but I just thought mm-hmm. I like how casual the multiverse thing is. I'm just like, yes. thank goodness. It's not like some big world ending. Like, oh, they're going there already? What? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, no, it's just a casual thing. And I actually, yeah. it, it was refreshing in that way. But yeah. 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 That's what I've watched. Cool. Well, we will get to the TV news then. Uh, dog is being a dog. <laughs> um, we've got a lot of first looks for our TV news this week. Uh, Percy Jackson got a trailer. Mm-hmm. And Very much a teaser. Yeah. it. Uh, I'm sure that kids will love it. <laughs> I'm not sold yet. <laughs> I'm curious. I'll, I'll definitely check it out when it comes out. I'm so excited for that actor. He's uh, He played that. He played young Ryan Reynolds. I don't even know the name of the movie, but it was oh. so perfect. Oh, that one movie. I forgot the name. I don't remember. It's the Adam Project. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. it. So that good. movie wasn't bad. It was alright. That movie was great. So, like, I want this kid to succeed. This show, I don't know yet. It kind of looks like a Netflix show, for better or for worse. It does. Uh, it doesn't feel very Disney Plus-ish, which is nice. Uh, but I feel like it will be Disney Plus-ish in the worst ways. <laughs> oh. Uh, Ooh, so we'll see. Yeah. yeah I could... On the other hand... Uh, something I'm very excited about Scott Pilgrim anime uh, this is uh, I'm trying to think of everyone that's involved um, everybody in is it really anime, anime though movie. it's animated I mean animated technically, um, yeah. technically. they're calling it anime uh, okay I mean, it <laughs> is Edgar Wright um, yes he is movie. yeah he's making the show um everyone's coming back like chris evans michael sarah back to play michael sarah um all of them like the whole cast is coming back yes uh the music is the same uh producer as the one that did the music for the video game Mm -hmm. uh the style the art style is the same as the comic book you can't really get much more faithful of an adaption Yes. Mm-hmm. Than this. <laughs> so, and it's funny because I look back where it's like, I don't think I've ever read any of the issues of the comic, but for whatever reason, 
I realized, like, oh, like, I mean, a lot of people probably from the movie became fans, but it's like, oh, I own the movie. I own the video game somehow, and then I also have, like, a Scott Pilgrim shirt, and then um, nobody knew what, (laughs) nobody really knew Scott Pilgrim in the tabletop department, so there was, like, years ago where I wrote a review on a dang Scott Pilgrim, like, deck builder game. I'm just, like, I'm not even this, like, hardcore fan, but I'm just, like, I was, like, wow, like, I didn't realize, like, dang, Um, and I Mm -hmm. guess it's... Scott Pilgrim is very much like a, it's kind of a, I feel like it's very much a celebration of like kind of geek culture and the kind of a lot of stuff we yeah. engage with, especially like video game references and stuff like that. Like, so it just I think that's the biggest that. thing. Like a story is not yes. crazy good or anything. It's just no. like yeah. a movie for geeks by geeks mm-hmm. or a comic book or a video game. I need to or read now more. An anime. I, I really would like to check out some of the issues, but it is definitely, it's, I mean, there's you know, it's got a following, and especially since the movie came out. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm excited for this. I'm definitely going to watch it. I've been meaning to read the comics. I've just been reading other things, so I haven't. But I was always like... I never actually... I've never seen the movie. I've never seen or consumed anything Scott Pilgrim. Oh, the movie's good. You should watch the never movie. Never seen the movie? No. Chris Evans is the movie, and it's so... I'm looking up where you can watch this. Um, to see if it's like, I know eventually I need to, but part of me almost wants to just read the comics first. But at the same time, apparently the comics are quite different than the movie. So, I don't know. I really like, Scott Pilgrim's, like, not a good guy. And the, no. in the movie, they, like, try to make him kind of a better guy. It's what I mean, I've heard. Even in the, even in the comic, yeah, the comics are not, like... Which yeah, I think is pretty cool and interesting. So it's very much Scott Pilgrim is very much a Michael Sarah, like in his mm-hmm. Michael Sarah days mm-hmm. movie. Which is yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, everyone around me is obsessed with it, so I probably should just watch it sometime. <laughs> that's cool. And the last thing is one that I don't know how I feel about, and that is Monarch, and that is Apple TV spinoff of Godzilla. Um, which I thought sounded really dumb, but then I saw stills of Godzilla in the first look, Godzilla. and I was like, well, if it's going to be a bunch of kaijus, that's pretty cool. I really don't know what to make of it. Well, uh, Monarch is a, a hold of this. kaiju, right? Huh? Monarch is a kaiju, right? Monarch is the uh, research it's the, facility. It's the, yeah, it's oh. the organization that's kind of like pulling the strings in, in the new like legendary series. Never mind. Um, they. You're thinking of Mothra. Yeah. That is exactly what I'm thinking of. Thank you. <laughs> Mothra. Yeah, I was thinking <laughs> yeah. of Mothra. My bad. Um, so it all. This still looks really cool. And then a neat thing that they're doing is Kurt Russell and his son. I can't remember his son's name, but Mr. Russell. Uh, <laughs> also, Mr. Russell uh, are playing the same character, uh, like years apart, thirty That's years apart. Cool. I think is what it is. That's kind of a cool thing um uh, wyatt russell yeah i was cool. thinking that was yeah. his name but i wasn't sure if that was like it was john and um falcon and the winter soldier yeah yeah <laughs> um so that's a kind of a neat thing that they're doing and they do look enough alike because they are father and son and they're both pretty good actors so um well we'll see how it goes i don't have apple tv but this like looks worth watching. Why is it not on Max? Oh, they gave it up, didn't they? So Warner Probably. Brothers, I found out, produced um, Ted Lasso. I think they're like they're the ones who like made that thing. So I don't know if they had some kind of deal when Apple Plus was coming out. Because hmm. Ted Lasso is definitely like a Warner production. Um, so I wonder. I just don't know if this was like part of some kind of deal. Um, Everything's getting really confusing. So yeah. Amazon Prime's where I watch that MGM Plus the uh, the Winter the Winter King. 
Um, and on there, I can't even get on Max proper. I can't get a seven-day free trial. But I noticed uh, on Amazon Prime, I can get HBO Max or just Max on Prime. And if I do it that way, I can get a seven-day free trial. Yeah, it's like a channel trial or something, like a Prime channel, they call it. It's an interesting way to do that. Um, yeah. But... Uh, my plan with that is to wait for The Flash to come out. I'll watch The Flash movie. That comes out on the 24th, I think. That was actually um, something I saw this week. comes out like... Oh, nice. I knew it'd be coming soon. I was a good consumer, and I didn't watch it in theaters. I'm glad I didn't, because then I started hearing things. Yeah. Uh, so Flash like will be out this Thursday on Max, I think, so like tomorrow. And I didn't watch Shazam people. in theaters. So, Me neither. I'm not... I did good. excited to watch Fury of the Gods. I've heard that's pretty bad, too. It's, oh, it's, yeah, it's not great. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Basically, what I'm saying is you can watch watch everything on Prime. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Apple TV is actually on there, now that I say it out loud, but whatever. Uh, (laughs) You guys can get on about anything else this week. Um... Not, I mean, just a little bit. Just still playing the Book of Astra tabletop post-apocalyptic stuff. Um, check Ooh. it out on Sundays. I'll, um, I'm posting on it about. Tw- um, I'm posting about it on Twitter all the time. Anytime we uh, we play, so it's been pretty fun so far. We're only two two sessions in, so I'm excited. It's going pretty well so far. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, uh, I'll kind of bring it back. I won't talk extensively about it, but yeah, I got a. Digimon Virtual Pet, I got the 20th anniversary edition. Um, there's a couple different colors. I just got blue because it was like 10 bucks on Amazon. It was on sale. I've been kind of wanting it for a while because I'm a big Digimon fan. And I was like nervous. I was like, oh, is it going to be really like awkward, like carrying it around everywhere and like taking it to work? But then as soon as I learned that there is a mute button, I thought, okay, no, this is going to be fine. <laughs> I just didn't want it beeping at work. That would have been really embarrassing. <laughs> but no, I um, I got it, and already I've gone through... So you can actually have up to two Digimon at a time on these, which is cool. Oh, interesting. So you can kind of take care of two. Right? So, like, I had my first one that was an Agumon, um, as is just the normal one that mine came with. And then I got another one that ended up becoming a... Uh, uh, Piomon, I think. And then, well, right now it's a Mega, which I didn't think it was going to get Mega. It's Titamon. And right. I'm just like, dude, you are big and burly and strong, and what are you doing? Um, but my my original, my first one, finally died, finally kicked the bucket. But not because of negligence, just because they naturally die, right? But then they mm-hmm. kind of get reborn into a new egg, so I have a new one. Um, so I have, like, a little baby Digimon, and I got a big, burly adult Digimon. Not even adult, like, That's Mega, so cool. like, the highest evolution that... You can get in. Eventually, he'll die too, but that's okay. Um, and <laughs> it's it's fine. Like you kind of have to check in every once in a while. They poop a lot. You got to clean up the poop. That's a big thing in Digimon. Um, <laughs> like even in Digimon World, all the games I played for that, it's like you have to let them go to the bathroom, or else they're gonna get sick <laughs> and so stuff. Weird. Yeah, it's like a whole thing. I think it is weird. because like when Digimon oh, first okay. came out, like that was the thing, and they kind of carry on that legacy. Mm-hmm. Just kept it. Um, which honestly, like, I respect, uh, and then, you know, you gotta feed them, and they also need strength, so, like, if they get zero hearts, if they have, like, if they're out of hearts for hunger, obviously, they need food within, like, 10 or 20 minutes, something like that, um, or else you get, like, a little care violation or whatever it's called, which can affect 
how they evolve or if they if you don't take care of them well enough they could just also die on their own um like if you just mm-hmm. never feed them for example right um you have to like put them to sleep you have to also train them so you can give them protein so not only is there like a heart's meter for hunger there's a heart's meter for strength as well so um i think the easiest way is usually just give them a little bit of food and like send them to training um and there's also a coliseum which is fun too and that can affect uh your win rate can affect if they did evolve at all into the not final final stage, but second to final stage. Cool. Um, and they need to have like an 80% something win rate. Um, so that's kind of fun. I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I've never had a virtual pet before. I've never had Tamagotchi. It is the mm-hmm. same character. Like it's still Bandai, right? They make Tamagotchis. Yeah. They make these. Like it's mm-hmm. the same. It's just Digimon flavor, right? So. Boys and girl versions, basically. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but I just love Digimon so much. <laughs> I, and... yeah, I never thought of Tamagotchi as a girl thing. Yeah, I mean, the way the aesthetics are portrayed, and that's I what guess. I, that's what I mean. You know, like that's... Huh, um, I've never really thought about it. I don't know. The one bummer, though, is that I definitely don't know anybody else who has one of these. And there's, like, a whole mechanic for battling with friends. There's, like, a way to connect. There's little metal prongs on the top. You can connect with other ones. And you can, um, like, fight and trade information. And that actually can help you unlock new Digimon that you can get. New eggs. That's which cool. is, like, super cool. But it's kind of like old school Pokemon. You need a friend, Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you don't have a friend who has one, which I definitely don't have a friend who has one. I mean, if I was really desperate, I could get another one, but that's like a lot of work. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Having to manage two of these things. Like, I'm already managing two Digimon in here, and they definitely poop like every hour. And they need food like every <laughs> two hours. So, like, I'm always checking in throughout the day. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of fun. It's pretty mindless for the most part. Um, if anything, they get mad whenever I take a long nap because usually then they get sick or something. Uh, which is funny, but anyway, no, it's just kind of a cute little thing. Um, but there's like rewards, right? For the more Digimon you get, the more you can unlock. Um, and sometimes traits kind of get passed down to the next generation, which is cool too. And again, it all just fits in with the Digimon universe, like all of it, obviously. So, um, even though I played lots of other games, I've never played virtual, virtual pet. There's things that like carry over, which is neat. So Yeah. Kind of fun. I'll be carrying around at PAX, and maybe I'll find someone at PAX mm-hmm. who has one. I'll probably wear it on my lanyard. I'll hook it on there, oh, and maybe yeah. there'll be others who are like, oh my gosh, you have one? You want to battle and do stuff? And, like, that's my one opportunity to get, like, like, Doramon, for example, is only unlockable if I connect with a different version of one of these. Mm. So I'm kind of screwed if I don't find anybody at PAX, because who else? where else am I going to find nerds who have a <laughs> yeah. Digimon virtual pet, for crying out loud? So... But anyway, that's that. Cool. Well, we'll end the podcast there then. LJ, where can we find you at? You can find me on Twitch and Instagram and TikTok at LJ the Paladin. And Shelly? You can find me on Twitter at TheShellShock24. And you can find me on Instagram at CodyArmor. Keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Bye-bye. Bye. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter 
or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening. <laughs>